0: beautiful, Artie. Thank you. <sighs> Enjoy. Ah, oh, fuck! Hey! You said Frigg? I wait a minute. I'd like to propose a toast... ...to my family. Someday soon, you're gonna have families of your own. And if you're lucky, you remember the little moments like this that were good. Cheers.
1: Welcome back, buddies. It's another episode of Good Times with Steve Simone. Uh I got my buddy Lee syatt here on the Wheels of Steel, producer hey in charge. Dude, Lee, you came up with the term buddies and everybody loves it. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Who doesn't
0: like being called buddy?
1: It's all and then one guy was like, dude, you should call the people that listen your good times buddies. And I was like, Oh
0: <laughs> shit. It's always nice when you live in a place and there's a store and like an older guy there calls you buddy every time he sees you. I'm like, oh. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? No one. No one gets angry at Buddy.
1: I hope not. Some people <laughs> in this city sometimes they're so sad on the inside that you could tell they get angry at everything.
0: Just, like, what is it? What is it? Oh, it's from South Park. I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not your friend, Buddy. <laughs> you, don't remember, you don't remember that, I didn't see that It's the Canadians just getting mad at them for being so polite.
1: Oh, it's so great, dude. I have a lot of listeners in Canada. They're awesome. And one guy was like, he did say I got a, a email or something, a tweet from somebody. And uh, he was like, "You're so nice. Are you sure you're not Canadian?" And I was like, "That's the best compliment ever." Because <laughs> my view on Canadians in general is that they're like Americans with like a two beer buzz. You know, like when you go out and you just have like enough. You're not drunk. You're not wasted, but you're just like, "Hey, happy every, to see everybody." Yes, like okay, everything's worth it, and that's kind of the vibe I get from all the Canadians I've met.
0: They seem. I've never been there. I live.
1: Me I, neither. I can't from wait to while go. I
0: lived on the East Coast. I never went to like Montreal or anything like no, that. No, and I heard
1: the girls in Montreal are so hot. Have you heard that?
0: I've heard of the Red Light District. I haven't heard... What?
1: Uh, Yeah, I would never do that. You would never... Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure they are.
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard. It's a major city like Toronto and Montreal, and I heard Vancouver's really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of movie
1: stuff that goes on in Vancouver. Yeah, I heard it's like really nice, but Montreal... Dude, this might be like when you're in high school, they're like, oh, the really hot chicks, are at (laughs) Pencrest. You know, like our summer camp, you're like, here at Camp North Star, we have our right girls, but at Camp Mohawk... That's where the babes are, so maybe it's like that. But I've heard Montreal's got hot chicks.
0: You should go do. You should go do a tour of, of Canada. I want
1: to so bad. Like one of the thing, it's uh, yeah, perfect. Because I'm gonna be. The, uh, but well, by the time this comes out, we'll have like one more show That's Sunday night. Me and Ari are at mm-hmm. San Jose this weekend, but Ari's agent. Ari and Steve easy. my guests this week, have the same agent. And he's my buddy. My buddy jo- I said the word again. My friend Justin. Um, <laughs> he's a buddy.
0: He listens. He's the best. He better listen. God he does. Justin, he does, he, get, get on your He know, distance, does. He huh? loves him. <laughs> uh, I know, Justin.
1: He's so cool, right? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I love him. He um, he was trying to get a tour set up for next summer or something with me, Renazizi, and Ari. Oh, that'd be so cool. I would like, that would be the best ever.
0: That'd be a lot of fun. How would you handle the, the, you'd be the only sober one?
1: I would drink beer in Canada for sure. Okay. Like I don't smoke grass. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I like that you call (laughs) it grass.
1: Yeah, it is funny. The only reason I do, okay, okay, here's the story behind it. This is no lie. I think I was about 14. I think it was my freshman year in high school and it was like a big deal to go to Friday night football games. Like that's where all the cool kids went. Mm -hmm. And I remember, yeah, I was either in eighth or ninth grade. I remember riding my skateboard there like with my friends like, Oh, dude, we're going to ride our skateboards at night, and then all the chicks are going to see us carrying our skateboards around at the football game. Did and you have liquor
0: like, yet, or you just, like, we're happy oh, to be there? Oh, no, yeah, I was just happy to be there. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it was nighttime, and I remember my older brother was, like, always, like, so, like, you better not do anything stupid. And, like, he just cared so much. Yeah. um, And never wanted us to get in trouble or whatever. And I think... He used to film the football games. Like He was like one of those AV tech dudes.
0: Well, yeah, me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You I, would I, love... I, I, I never did the games, but yeah, and I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like
1: he... I really hope that I can get something going on in Hollywood so I can just form a production company with my brothers. I already have... I just want to call it the The Simone Boys. Because I remember that's how everybody like in our neighborhood, all the old people, they'd be like, no, the Simone boys are nice kids. (laughs) And my older brother and younger brother are both smarter and more creative and funnier than me. So I want to be in business with them anyway. So my brother's filming the football game and there was like supposed to be like the rivals and there was like all these rumors.
0: Yeah, we're going to fight dudes in the parking lot from the other high school. Like the
1: best, worst, awesome stuff ever. And, who
0: was who, who your childhood rival or school rival? Do you remember? There was, like,
1: two of them that were supposed to be rivals. And uh, there was, like, uh, Ridley. I grew okay. up in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. And it was, like, they had the best football program. Uh-huh. But, like, I went to a high school in the era where the torch was starting to be passed from their school to our school. So, Ridley. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, like. After we graduated, the football team got awesome. And they won state championships and stuff. And guys went on to play in the NFL, which is awesome. Oh, like, so really cool. amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. So there was really, And then there was Pencrest. Because that there was, like, this little town called Media. And the only thing really there was a Burger King. And we would play Pencrest the last game of the year, every year. And they would call it the Burger King Bowl. Like, you, whoever wins the game gets control of Burger King. It was so dumb. Because <laughs> nobody even hung out there. We hung out at a pizza place called Renato's.
0: You hung out there? Yeah, all the time. Like after school?
1: No, not on Friday nights. What people would do is like we would get – if we could get beer, which was the most fun thing ever, just trying to get it. If we could get beer, we would get drunk. And the only reason you wanted to get drunk was so you could show up at Renato's and everybody could see that you were drunk. (laughs) It was the dumbest thing ever.
0: Was your kind of town the town where like if someone saw you, they'd tell – like, I, I, was, I smoked a cigar one time in a cigar place in my town. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, that's so great. By the time I got home, my mom had already heard about it from oh, someone driving. I was thing. like, you son of Like, just the, like the old women in my town just had nothing better to do. Well, that's
1: why, like, Renato's was a big deal because nobody was awake on a Friday night. Oh, okay. So we'd go there at, like, 10 o'clock and be like, you, you think you're wasted? <laughs> Look at me, bro, at, like, six beers. I don't know what's going on. So anyway, long story short, this is before those years. I'm, like, 14 years old. Okay. And my brother's like, you better not do anything stupid. The cops are going to be there, and you're riding your skateboard, and you think you're cool. Like, he's giving me the business. So then, no lie, the vice principal, the guy, that the disciplinarian, if you will, no lie, his name was Mr. Ham. <laughs> and he was probably the coolest guy ever, but his job was to be, like, a dick or whatever. And yeah, that's what, what a terrible Isn't that job. what vice principal is? Yeah, and I'm sure he was probably super nice and, like, a great guy, but... Anyway, this is what I remember. Really I, like, like. I
0: like the story better if he was an asshole, and you guys got it over. I really it. don't
1: believe in assholes. I believe whatever. <laughs> I don't. Um, so long story short, it's Friday night football game, and you hear the the marching band and the lights, and I'm like, "High school's awesome!" Like I really thought high school was going to be a John Hughes movie. I had no idea <laughs> that it was going to be like the four worst years of my life. So I remember this. So I'm, like, try, like a little bit scared and excited, and I'm just, like, hanging out, and there's, like, nobody to hang out with. <laughs> and I just see... You know when people walk with purpose and intention? Like, they have that brisk pace, and I see Mr. Ham, like, motion to the... There was a police officer there at the game. Uh-oh. And, like, he... He's doing that brisk walk and he snaps his fingers and points to the police officer. And he was like, follow me. I believe there's some students in the parking lot smoking grass. I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. And like my brain took a picture. And it was like, uh, "I rem- God would always tell me this. He would go remember this for when you get sad. I would just have these little moments in my life that I would just record like a movie, like a, like a VCR in my brain. Yeah. And I remember it vividly. And uh, I remember one night the cool kids were smoking gra- smoke, smoking marijuana. What do you call it if it's not grass? I guess
0: weed. weed. I don't know. I just... and I, I don't know if you're the same, but... Feeling that I got nervous, just out, like if it was me, I was like, What am I doing? Like, I would get nervous. Like, the, the the vice principal was there with a cop, and be like, Yeah, I'd be like, i, I, yeah, am, am tr- I not supposed to have my skateboard, here? yeah, 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 exactly. Am I too young? What am I doing wrong? Yes, yeah,
1: there was part of that, but one his body language, he had such intention with his walk, yeah, like he was oh, like, I'm bad, motherfu-. like you know. <laughs> and then when he said grass, I'm like, That's so funny, I didn't laugh out loud or whatever, but I was like, Okay, that's so funny, I need to remember that. So ever since then, I've been calling weed grass or marijuana, or Mary Jane or ganja, nuggets, <laughs> all that stuff. I've been calling it grass. So anyway, that what the hell were we talking about? Oh, going to Canada with Ren Azizi and yes. Arnie. That would be awesome. Because Run Azizi is my guest this week. And he's like, dude, nobody makes me laugh like that kid. And I recorded this episode a, just about a year ago. Because before you helped me out with this podcast, it was just a dream. So I had my stuff, but I um.
0: Can we sing "Beggy" together now?
1: It was all a dream. <laughs> I oh, love I, I know. I know
0: the next line has "Word Up Magazine" in it, but I'm not sure what the line is. That's how wide I am. I I know words in the song.
1: It's so funny. Okay, dude, you are a godsend. Okay, so a year <laughs> ago, I I was I would you know I have a tendency to overthink things, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, maybe I'll just. Because, you know, like I love Ari's podcast, The Skeptic Tank, and he brings on experts on things. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking maybe I'll interview my friends and just dissect one aspect of their childhood and go, okay, you played football. Let's just talk about what it was like to play football. Or you were a skateboarder or you learned how to DJ or whatever. So in hindsight, I think that's a little bit too limiting. I like when the podcast just flow. Yeah. But at the time, I knew me and Ren is easy, were going to have a good podcast regardless. But the topic I wanted to explore with him was I was a young black teenager. That's what I was going to call it.
0: Oh, he was one of those guys?
1: Yeah, because so was I. And then that's why it all works out because... Uh,
0: you were? You loved rap? Loved it. I would never have guessed that. Oh,
1: because lo- I was afraid to listen to heavy metal because I thought my older brother was in heavy metal. And I thought it made you worship the devil.
0: <laughs>
1: and I was like, maybe that's why he's so mean.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, I was such and, and a good so, kid. And so, and so rap was safer? Than-
1: yeah, well, back then, 100%. Okay. It was really cool. And it was, it was so new. And uh, I really feel blessed because um, I really do believe I was the last generation of rock and roll and the first generation of hip hop. Like my years in high school were those years like when Guns N' Roses, you could hear Guns N' Roses was new.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: Appetite for Destruction, you could hear that at a keg party. And then go right into like Don't Believe the Hype by Public Enemy. So it was great music. Um, And speaking of Public Enemy, last night, best news ever. I don't even know how this happened. But Chuck D of Public Enemy fame followed me on Twitter.
0: All right. Let's do this. Let's do a Twitter thing and let's get Chuck D on the podcast.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) I would know. You know why that wouldn't work? I wouldn't be able to say anything.
0: Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. Oh.
1: I'd be so nervous.
0: All right, buddies, let's do it and let's get Steve because you—you met Roddy Piper. You met all yeah, those but people. The,
1: the first time I met Roddy Piper, I couldn't say anything. I would just smile and nod.
0: I'll get, I'll get, I'll get you high on grass, and yeah, no. <laughs> we'll get mm-hmm. you to do it,
1: dude. Last week, you know, I was at the comedy store, and I couldn't believe it. Who? Too short, because I saw Too Short on the Easy Does It tour like in '89. Mm-hmm. I saw every time Public Enemy came to Philly. I, I saw him. I. Honestly, at some of the rap concerts, I was the only white kid.
0: But I feel like you would be accepted. I feel like you. Well,
1: nobody was threatened by me. That's for sure. Like I remember once there was at that Easy Does It tour, there was a kid, another white kid, and he was wearing an Oakland A's hat, and I saw him get beat up. Oh no! Yeah, for wearing Oakland hat or for being white. I don't know. But the guys that were beating them up saw me, and they were like, I just started laughing. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like a chubby kid in a public enemy t-shirt, like, fight the power. I wasn't just black. I was like a militant young black teenager.
0: Uh, fight the power. So w- were they your favorite group? I, I sound yeah. like an old man now. Were they your favorite rap group? Or I don't oh, know, the best. What do you call a? Is it a rap group?
1: I guess so. Dude, I really think hip hop was the. We, that. So, me and Renaziz talk about that on this podcast. Like, for me, when Biggie left us, right. he left a void that I don't think's ever been filled.
0: Should we pour one out for him?
1: Always. <laughs> Honestly, if you're a person of faith, you know, I always, I always send up a prayer for people, even yeah. alive, dead, whatever, because you never know. Like,
0: okay. I do. Whatever. If you I don't want to preach. We can cut this out if you want to. I'll look at the time. Yeah. But, so, do you know who Fred Phelps is? The guy from the Westboro Baptist Church? I know.
1: Uh, he's the real jerk, right? Yeah,
0: he's the head of the group.
1: Yeah, he's the one that we should really pray for.
0: He just passed away, like, today. Okay. Everyone on Facebook and social media, like, there's some people who are like, yeah, that's great. And, like, there's, like, he would protest all the funerals. Yeah, he was a terrible... So like, he part... was
1: Here's the thing. He was a very misguided, profoundly so, yeah. sad man.
0: So, like, part of me is like, yeah, we should go protest his funeral... But then it's never good to like no think uh, like good because no. someone died.
1: No, 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 no. <clears throat> Honestly, like not to sound like a hippie, but the, uh, love is the only answer. Like really? I really do even believe with that. him. Yes, <sighs> especially with people like that.
0: That's so hard. That's, no. that's 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 a good part. If that's what you get from religion, I feel like that's a good part because that's that's a better way to look at life. I think.
1: Yeah, like I don't want to get to uh i know i hate when people just live your life by lead by example love everybody accept everybody um but yeah that's what i've gotten out of it like i did a podcast with Ari about it once and he was like well what do you get out of it and it was such a great question and like you take all the dogma you take all the beliefs you take everything but it boils down to this for me I, I'm a Christian, I'm, I'm Italian and Irish. That's my culture. I mean, I'm an American first. I hate when people put labels on things, but my, whatever. I don't want to talk about religion, but it boils down to this. And I've said it on this podcast before too, but I really do believe it. And sometimes, you know, shit gets repeated and I, it's kind of my philosophy on life. So I don't mind repeating it, mm-hmm. but I, I really do believe this, that we are all connected, whether we like it or not we're all into all in this together yeah and um i really believe through my interpretation of christianity that we are all connected and that means there's nothing good for you i can't do anything good for you that isn't in turn good for me anything positive i give you ultimately is positive for me Mm -hmm. and it works To the contrary, that anything negative I give you, any anger, any resentment, that just comes back to me. Yeah. So if you have a grudge against somebody, if you wish ill will against somebody, you're really wishing that against yourself because we're all all one.
0: Yeah. I mean, my senior year of college, they were supposed to come and protest a play we were doing at my college. And it was – kind. they never ended up showing up. But like the college I went to, Emerson College, is a very left-wing. There's a lot of gay people who go to the school – yeah. And like there were like th- thousands of people who came up, and are like right right in front of the school. It's like right in Boston Common, and it was like a huge parade for it. And we were like they were gonna be like the drowning out of the protesters. Yeah, they didn't end up showing up, but it was just such a cool thing like to see like the positive that came out of it. Yeah, but so like part of me is like yeah you should like I can't imagine protesting a soldier's funeral. Oh, that's so, so it's despicable. So part of me is like we should do it, but then aren't mm. you just as bad in some Correct. way? So it's like. I don't know I, I woke up today and I saw that I was like wow you
1: I'm ever hear that Gandhi quote an eye for an eye makes the world blind
0: Oh no, but yeah but sometimes it does it would feel good to do it but it just yeah, it doesn't but, really help anything
1: yeah it's yeah it's not gonna it doesn't solve anything it just yeah. it just compounds the problem the problem never gets solved until you realize it loves the answer like the, I know I sound like John Lennon or something but Whatever.
0: Well, that's kind of the point of the podcast, and 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 it's like everything in this podcast is, is not everything, but a lot of it's happiness and spreading a good message. So yeah, totally, like,
1: a dude. And we have I have so many laughs with Run, like because okay, like I recorded this a year ago with Run is Easy. Mm-hmm. We even talk about like everybody thinks as a comedian you have all this time on the road. <laughs> there is no time. Really, your body clocks whacked out. Like, let's say you're going to fly to Cleveland. I recorded this in Cleveland with Run is Easy. The club's not paying, paying you, not giving you a hotel room the night before shows. So you have to fly in the day of the show. So there's a three hour time difference, which means generally you got to catch the first flight out of LA. Mm -hmm. So if that's six o'clock in the morning, you have to be at the airport at say four la you never know when the goddamn traffic's gonna be i can't afford a car <laughs> service i gotta park my car take a shuttle which means i'm leaving my apartment at three in the morning 3 30 in the morning get to the goddamn airport on time which means chances are i didn't sleep the night before yeah so now i'm flying to cleveland on no sleep trying to fall asleep on the plane which doesn't really work hopefully you can check all your shit in see your buddy maybe catch a nap before the show if not Then after the show, you got to meet fans. You got to... Because it's all relationships. And the only reason I do this is to meet people and to make friends. And so now you're exhausted and you sleep the next day. But then you got to get up and do radio. So now you have no sleep for two days. You have two shows that night. So you need to take a goddamn nap. So then you take a nap. Now it's already time for the show. Now you're wide awake after the show. What are you going to do at two o'clock in the morning? You're wide awake. You're hanging out with the staff from the club or people that you met at the club. and, And then you come home and it's two in the morning, you're not thinking, right? You can't start cranking on a script at two in the morning or editing a podcast at two in the morning because you need to unwind. And then you watch like some stupid TV show till like three or something in the morning. And then if you're disciplined, you're like, all right, I got to wake up, but there's no radio, whatever. And you set your alarm and then you go, thank God I have some time to sleep. Then you sleep, you meet your buddy for a late lunch. You go, you want to work out, you work out. It's time to shower and do two more shows. And next thing you know, it's one o'clock in the morning I'm back in a hotel room with Renaziz and I go, Look, if we don't do this podcast now, we're not going to do it.
0: Yeah. And that's how this one down. Oh, so you do it one in the morning on like a Saturday?
1: Yeah, one in the morning. We didn't. On we, Sunday, I guess, yeah, yeah, it was. And like the Saturday shows are the most crowded. He's so cool. He signs autographs for everybody, he takes pictures with everybody. He's exhausted. And you can, <laughs> towards the end of this podcast, what's really funny, I have this joke about how my little brother and I would stay awake late at night yeah and my little brother would start to like get tired and talk (laughs) like this because my little brother would never want the conversation to end so that's the joke but you can hear that in the adult world he's so tired that the we come out of the gate strong on this podcast but then like the last 10 minutes he's like yeah and then in third grade (laughs) i don't like all right dude we got we got i got an hour run as easy it's non-stop laughs it's really a good podcast. Yeah. I think so.
0: I mean, he's. I, I didn't really know him until the league, and he's great on the league.
1: Oh, dude, he's so fucking funny.
0: And then his last special is great.
1: Yeah. So. I think that's one of the best stand up. If you have. Okay, my guest this week is Steve Renazizi from the league. He's been. Him and Ari my best friends in LA since I got here, pretty much. Um, so we used to starve together at the Comedy Store. So, and we do talk about this a little bit on the podcast. To see him become famous is a very weird thing for me. Um, and if you're going, who the hell is this guy? He's on a TV show called The Leak. He was in Paul Blart Mall Cop with Kevin James. He was on an ABC sitcom called Big Day. He was in uh, Imagine That with Eddie Murphy. Like, dude, we're hanging out at the Comedy Store one night and Eddie Murphy comes up to him and was like, hey man, how you doing? I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> um and he just had, in my opinion, one of the best stand-up specials, one of the best hours of stand-up comedy that's been released in years. It's called Manchild.
0: That's what I thought it was, and it's, I think it's available on CC Direct or whatever the like yeah, five I dollar thing. Yes,
1: it's on Comedy Central Direct for five bucks. Uh, it's I don't know if it's on iTunes or the CD or whatever, but dude, this guy is legit funny, and it's an honor, and it really is a privilege to call him a friend. Like I really, I feel like. Uh, I'm a very blessed person just because of the friends I have. Funniest guys ever. So let's get into this episode. Enough with the intro.
0: Once we had an
2: easy ride, now the same. Now
1: you remind Now me it's of? recording. The first it? yeah, th- yeah, it's recording. The now.
2: third the second time I mowed my lawn when I bought <laughs> the house. I mowed it. And I was like, man, look at this. It's a ride on mower. And then I realized like three quarters of the way through that I hadn't hit the button that lowers the, ac- makes, the makes the blade, <laughs> the blade parts. Go, go. So I was going up and down going, all right, I was doing it,
1: but I wasn't cutting anything. I was just running, <laughs> running over with the you're like, other than that, I did like, really good. But if good, this, was, this was
2: a good dry run. <laughs>
1: that's I've recorded like seven of these that I've done nothing with yet. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know who's the best so far? Who? Do you remember my buddy Big Steve from the gym? Yeah. He was the first one I did, because like, he's like a techie kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, let's just see if this stuff works. So I just started to talk to him. Oh, my God. Amazing. He lost a lot of weight, right? A ton of weight. Yeah, he's got a chick now. He's doing
2: great. I but- saw him when he picked you up, or you... You met him in front of the comedy store where we were going somewhere and then we were driving together and I yes. saw him get out of the car. he was there with his mom. Yeah, and that was it. I was, was sitting, a, yeah, I was yeah, sitting yeah. on the car with his mom.
1: <clears throat> I remember that, yeah. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. But his stories are amazing really? about like being in seventh grade and like being a heavy kid and then just the bullying went too far and he fought back like Jeremy from Pearl Jam. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Yo, who would ever mess with that guy? I know. But they did it. It's weird. It's like what I want to do with this- this is my idea, at least. Mm-hmm. I just want to do, like, you know how, like, I'll talk about little kids stuff on stage mm-hmm. <clears> and people come up to me afterwards and they're like, oh my God, we lived the same childhood or me and my brother used to do this or I didn't have a brother, but I had a cousin and when my cousin would sleep over, we would do this. Like, people start feeling it a little bit. Yeah, That's what I want this podcast to be. Like, not necessarily my set, but the conversation I have with people Yeah, about mm. their childhood uh oh. Oh boy. We We're should probably tell people right where now. we are. Yeah, tell them. We
2: are in Cleveland right now. Uh, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. We had just finished our part of the weekend together at Hilarities. Yep. It's Saturday night, Sunday morning. And uh, this hotel is, is populated right now with, there's a lot of young people mm-hmm. excited about life. being out right now yeah. in life. And they're around, and then we had an incident on the elevator where a group of them saw me and recognized me, and then the best was how
1: <clears> their <throat> drunk brains—I knew registered they it. knew, yeah. It was when it was going to register. Yep, I saw it coming too. Like the kid was just staring oh. and as soon as the doors closed. Is that Kevin from the
2: league? <laughs> oh god! And then the doors opened up.
1: <laughs> yeah, because so they're we, around. We are not going anywhere.
2: They're around, so we are like we have to whisper. We- <laughs> I think Kevin's in here. We're like the others in the woods, <laughs> in the jungle. We have to keep to ourselves and whisper. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's where we are right now. Where were we uh, before that? No. Oh, you were saying that you want to connect, and you will absolutely be able to do that. But the cool thing is, is that we all didn't grow up the same way. I mean, you and I happen to grow up very, oh, very similar. similar to one another, but yeah. a lot of other people didn't grow up like us. So, like whatever our thing was, it'll be something else with someone else. But it'll be, you know that same connection. Oof.
1: Yeah, that's what I want. Like I I think it's even cool like some of the people I've talked to that like we grew up essentially in the same geographic region. Mm-hmm. Like I knew when I was growing up in Philly I thought New York was a world away, Long Island was a world away. But then you come to LA and like all of my friends were either from New York, Jersey, yeah. Philly, all that same area. And then when I went to go visit you, I'm like, "Oh, this is exactly Exactly the same. Exactly the same. But what's been interesting is just geographic regions. Like I've talked to kids that grew up in Dallas. I've talked to people that grew up in Chicago, and it's like there's these little regional differences. I'm like, get out! That's yep. really cool.
2: And it's fun is that I know like a several groups of pe- like several people now that are from Chicago, and they have their own little thing that they talk about that they Absolutely. love. And same thing with Philly. Same thing with. Um, get DC people that are you know very similar, Boston people are yeah. very similar, and then like
1: it's almost like the whole Midwest, like all those guys are
2: like, oh, Cleveland yeah, people yeah. now. I gotta say, we got we know it like that's why a ton. Why I came out, I was like, oh, I know a decent amount of Cleveland people that,
1: yeah, I have to like, I think we should acknowledge. I think I had a great time here, yeah, this weekend, but there's like this weird thing in the city where the people don't appreciate it. It seems like, yeah, <laughs> like w- when you had that moment on stage, what was it, Thursday night? Or was it first show Friday where you just came out real okay? You're like, hey, Cleveland. And everybody started to laugh. <laughs> yeah, they were like nervous laughing. Like, yeah. oh, he's going to make fun
2: of us because we're so bad at everything. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are doing okay. You yeah. know, I'm like, I feel like people... You know, we were worried about you for a little bit, but I feel like you guys are you know, this isn't that bad. This isn't better than I thought it was so be. much
1: fun here. So much fun. I know. Like I threw out a tweet tonight that everybody in Cleveland still drinks like they're in tenth grade. Like people get drunk, they eat, they laugh, they have a good time. It's fun here. But yeah they don't seem to appreciate it. It's weird. No, I think
2: that they feel like they're Yeah, like the laughing stock, but they're not. No, it's cool here. I thought
1: the shows were great.
2: Shows were great. He we sold nice place. like
1: everything out. It was wonderful.
2: They're very nice people. I'd never been here before. It was nice to be able to come. Um, it's I mean, nice to be able to. Sp- <laughs> it's nice to be able to spend time with you. Yeah, it's been
1: great. <laughs> it's, <so funny. laughs>
2: it's weird because we're also holding microphones, you know, yeah. which we we probably have never done this before. Did Not I have a together, conversation like this. No, no. but. It's nice to be able to hang out.
1: I gotta say, like number one, what's amazing? There's so many different letters to this. Okay. What's great is you get to see your buddy mm-hmm. that you haven't seen in a while. <clears throat> but then the other thing is, like, I forget you're famous. I'm like, run is easy. Let's go get crab and sandwich. And people were following you down the street like Rocky too. when the kids are <laughs> chasing them down the art museum steps. Like the first time I really felt it. Dude, it had to be three years ago when we were in Vegas, me, you, and Ari. Not the second time, the first time. And it was like Super Bowl weekend or something. And I really felt like I was Pauly from Rocky like yeah. i felt like <laughs> you would be given the shot to fight creed and i'm like oh my i'm the guy that sells the meat <laughs> they're like okay we'll get out of my shot <laughs> like that's really what it like it's it's a weird experience to no. see one of your friends become famous
2: well the funny thing for me is that it, i figured it was just going to be one of us so the fact that it's happening now doesn't it it it's crazy to me too in some level you know i don't know so that that goes on
1: it but it it's such a good
2: person. I try to be as nice as I can to people and yeah. I do as the best that I can
1: and that's all I can do. Yeah, cuz sometimes when people get hammered after shows, you're so good with them. And it's just such a world apart cuz I've been on the road with other famous people. Yeah. That were famous before I knew them and they weren't as nice to their fans. <laughs> <laughs> Steve has his laptop out. <laughs> And I think there might be some grass smoking (laughs) Ooh let me ride I don't even know the words Here it comes Do you know what That could be the topic of the podcast My initial idea I wanted to do a podcast with you because I know we shared this commonality in childhood. I wanted to do one called "I Was a Young Black Teenager" with Steve, <laughs> Steve Simone, and Steve Easy and just talk about, dude. There was easily three or four years of my life where. I wanted to be black more than anything. Me too. I wanted to be accepted by that community so
2: bad, <laughs> so bad. I really did. I don't know if this was necessarily a black thing, but did you shave lines in your side of your? I had eye- the side of my head. Yeah, I had a high top fade. I well, I got to that as close as I could, and I've got great hair for that kind of for that, yeah, we had that style.
1: That dense, giddy <laughs> hair. That, <laughs> that, that, that Pino from "Do the Right <laughs> Do the Right Thing." Everyone's like, "Hey, Pino, your hair's kinking more than mine." Do mine is just a, if I don't. Put gel in it. Forget. I have to. I use like- black people straightener. You have to know that, right? You know <laughs> no. that.
2: I use the one with the beautiful <laughs> ebony woman on the outside of the box. I use that once every six weeks. Oh, <laughs> oh, and how I haven't burned my ha- head off or the hair
1: off? <laughs> <yet>. so, <laughs> I'm going to see you tomorrow. Your hair going to look like James Brown. Bip, bip, bip. So good. Dun, 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 dun. It's amazing. ACO. But if I don't do it, I look like Steve Sanders from 90210. Dude. The first couple years. <laughs> I have to keep mine real I got back into just keeping it short so it's less maintenance cuz if not I have to put like a half a thing of product in there.
2: Yeah. It's a lot of management. It's a great thing that you
1: still have your hair and it's a, I mean Absolutely. I would not trade it for baldness but No. It's I got to maintain it. I never knew how to comb it when I was a kid. It was my mom had me in the bowl cut far too long. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then it was just a bush on top of my head. I, I
2: I feel like my because I looked good with the with my sides shorter and the top lo- a little bit longer. Whatever I was going to do with the top, whether it be yeah. just let it go out, but so that lent itself to putting like I could do a little landscape on the side.
1: Did you ever and have I, like the Adidas symbol carved in the back? Or no, that like was that. too
2: much for me. Once I was I was going to do a football number or a basketball number, yeah, but I
1: decided against that. But I had a, like the lines, a couple of the lines, See, one mom or two lines. Have it. My mom, like, I had a I had a crew cut, but I'd make them cut it even shorter on the sides, mm-hmm. so it kind of looked like a, a white boy high top fade. One time, I put a line in my eyebrow because Vanilla Ice had one of yes. their eyebrows. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Did, was your mom cool with that, or did no. she freak? No, she was not happy about that at all. None of that stuff flew. Your, your mom, but that was the time one of the when I was sweetest people I've ever. Like, I love your parents so much, like. When I go to visit your family, I view it as the television version of my family, like the nicer, better looking, kinder version of the Samoa. I understand because it's probably company behavior, right? Yeah, it's everything. It's got to be nice on the outside, yes. but inside.
2: <laughs> my house was like Noises Off. You know that Neil Simon play, Noises Off? No. Where the first act is what happens on the outside, and the second act is what's going on backstage of the exact same thing and the shit that goes on when people hate each other and actors that can't work with one oh, another. Oh, that's amazing. That's exactly what it was. You know, Everything on the outside looked like the facade was beautiful.
1: You know what, though? But The I think lawn was what, nice. That's what I think the subject But what it took to get there, was it worth it? (laughs) Was it worth it, Simone? Was (laughs) your anger and rage? The amount of times I would hear my dad just slam a door. Son of a bitch. Boom.
2: Do you remember today we were walking through that that mart? And we heard that one father starting to lose it. Well, I, I saw him first. I saw him the whole time. <laughs> Somebody find Kenny.
1: <laughs> I think there's nothing funnier than the family rage where you're just trying to make every. You just want a nice day, and then you're like, you can't you find ch- one of the kids. You're pissed that your wife's just eating the wrong way in front of you. <laughs> like, everybody's just trying so hard to give their kids a nice memory, and you can. It's palpable the amount of anger that was in that place. Just families trying to keep. So that's it together. what I'm saying.
2: The degree of difficulty it took to get to that nice-looking facade—is it really worth it, or could we just try to be a little bit nicer to
1: ourselves? Oh dear God! Oh, they hate the phone's us. Phone's ringing. Hold on one second. I'm gonna try to hit pause. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Do I have to unplug it? Yeah, now it's recording. It is. Hmm. <laughs> Did you ever go to a hip-hop concert as a kid?
2: Does this count? S- junior year, no. Sophomore year of college, Tracy and I are f- beginning to
1: explore each other. Let's just put it down. That, that would My be. Wife. That could be a whole topic. <laughs> For a podcast, because I'm just imagining you two courting like Henry Hill and Karen. Like, well, I'm imagining Bobby well, Vinton sent us a bottle of champagne one night. It that. was very similar. For my birthday
2: or something that I'd done nice, she got me tickets to P. Diddy and the Fam in Madison Square Garden. That 100% <laughs> counts. So, was Biggie still alive then? No, Biggie was not alive. Okay. This is uh, probably maybe eight months after Biggie's dead. Oh, it's It's Jay Z's birthday. So yeah, the concert weird. is in Madison Square Garden. We're going to college in upstate New York, so we're a good three and a half hours from the road city. trip. So this is a road trip thing. We're not staying over either. We're going to go to the concert, oh drive back. Yeah. So we drive down, and I get a speeding ticket on the way down. Right. This
1: magic moment. <laughs> so dun, dun,
2: dun, dun, dun. But we get there. We have a nice little dinner. We go to the concert. We had great tickets because Tracy's uncle is our Tracy's cousin is a ticket broker. He's an anesthesiologist, you know. Oh, that's so but fantastic! But on the side, he does the ticket broking thing, so we
1: get that's these fu- so we get these fucking amazing seats. Count to all back the from ninety nine and tell me which row you would like to see Neil Diamond from. <laughs> 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 everybody on these coasts see that's the difference. It, like, those you things could be matter. i a horticulturist and, and you're like, I've got a landscaping business on the side. I will put them beautiful roses. <laughs>
2: Every, everybody. Hustles. there's a that's whole great. thing there's always a side business always?
1: so I wish you picked up a skill with your hands <laughs> <laughs> you want to be starving out there right now your mother would, uh, <clears throat> so blame your mother not me I tried
2: oh, um, I do not have he, uh, skilled hands so he got his tickets we were like probably 30 rows back but in the center of the garden now that's all awesome. this is the concert that right before the concert start like probably maybe 11 minutes before the concert starts the lights are still on. This is middle of Madison Square Garden. This couple gets into a fight. A couple. Big big oh, fight. No. Very loud. And, it's getting, and then he turns around and he hits her. So. Punch. <laughs> punched her. Knocked her to the ground. And the whole Madison Square Garden, you can hear like, oh! Oh. oh. Well, before you know it. The guards are going towards him, and dude, they had those mag light, uh, those mag lights, and they from three rows away lunged on this guy, beat the fuck out of him, dragged him out. The place was going crazy. Standing all the they had the standing out. All of a sudden, it was like. The lights went out. The concert started. It was like
0: it was like the, <laughs> was the, the best opening the, act ever. It was the best
2: thing <laughs> Dude, ever. I, I was so fucking amped for that the show. At that point, I was like, I am good part I of a community. Somebody, too, you know, like, I feel,
1: I feel a part of the in a Bronx Town. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when he's holding the gun? <laughs> yeah. I could shoot somebody too. Yeah. I remember seeing stuff like that when I was a kid, and my dad would always take a moment like that as a teaching lesson. And I remember once he was so pissed he took us to go see professional wrestling. And this is like the early to mid-80s before it was fully family entertainment. So there would be a rough crowd mixed in there. And I remember my dad, like he couldn't enjoy it because he's always looking out for us. And I remember there was like this guy dressed up as Hulk Hogan before, before the match. It's just like a guy who thought it, <laughs> what he should do is bleach his hair, grow it straight, yeah. wear the American-made T-shirt and a belt. And I remember going, oh, wow. And I take off for the guy because I think he's like a celebrity. My little brother's like, oh, that guy looks just like Hulk Hogan. And my dad just grabs (laughs) us both. He's like, those guys will want to (laughs) touch (laughs) you. Those people, you're not wrapped tight if you show up dressed like that. He's got metal problems. So (laughs) he can't enjoy it at all. Like taking your kids out is just not enjoyable at all. And then I remember this was a similar thing. Where there was, like, my dad was like, you know, those people look all right. There's an older couple over there. And then there was these kids that, like, they were on the first row of the upper deck. And there was, like, people down below. And there was an older couple. I'm not making this up. And the kids started flicking ashes down on the older people. And my dad took that as a teaching moment He's like, you see those guys up there? (laughs) Those teens? They think they're hot shit, man. You want to know why? Because nobody's ever punched them in the goddamn face. And I'm, like, seven. And he's, like... You might, when you're older, you're out drinking beers. You might think, hey, let's go make fun of the old people. He was like, if you ever do that, I'll crack your heads, (laughs) right? So then that goes on, and then you see a beer get dumped down. Like, Uh he's getting wasted. Okay, so that happens. (laughs) My parents didn't like that stuff either, that tomfoolery. Then a biker gang, like these guys were for real sons of anarchy dudes come over, like, as, and my dad, what, what did I tell you? What, we'll find out how tough they are now. And these guys just hammered these kids. Oh, man. And the security there let it happen. They were like, we don't get paid enough to get clobbered. My dad was like, that's that. a lesson. Oh, my God. Do you ever feel like, because it's weird, I want this thing to be about childhood, but I think you're the first guest I've had that has that unique perspective where you're also a father. Yeah. It's all, look, I don't
2: remember anything before. I think what my oldest son is four i don't think i'm do you remember i don't do you remember four i yeah, don't remember vividly four. i remember things that things that i remember but i don't know exactly what age those things were
1: i have some very very early memories
2: from, i remember preschool christmas pageant but second year preschool like right before kindergarten so he's in his first year of preschool so some of these things now are going to start to stick i think apps
1: i remember this is I really kind of have the belief that my life peaked at four, three or four. Like, I remember it vividly because I just remember hanging out with my two brothers all day long, like waking up, eating Mm -hmm. and just having laughs. And I remember being pissed. I must have been three when my older brother went to first grade and I was pissed because I was like, he's fucking gone all day. This is bullshit. (laughs) And I remember my life before kindergarten, and it was just a, it was a better experience.
2: Yeah, I it guess. I mean, I freedom. don't.
1: I guess I remember some stuff in kindergarten. So, I hated kindergarten. I hated. I did not like a, it. Took. Me I a loved while, it. I had a teacher.
2: I really, I honestly believe kindergarten might, might have been my first sexual emotions. Okay. I had a really like somewhat decently attractive
1: teacher. I remember I had one that was kind of cute. And I pretended I was a dog all year and I would lay next to her feet. To, I, to to that <laughs> I will bark like a dog.
2: I'm not kidding you. I pretended like I was an animal so that she would pay attention to me.
1: I remember, well, I cried For, every day. I oh, didn't, you didn't want to be left. No. And I remember Miss Boyle was her name, was my kindergarten teacher. And I remember thinking she was kind of hot. Mm-hmm. But then I remember looking down at her hands and they were so withered from always being in paste. Oh. And arts and crafts, like she had old lady. She was like probably in her twenties. She was kind of hot, but she had these old lady claw hands from always being in children's crafts. And I remember just going, "Ugh, take care of yourself!" <laughs> like being disgusted. <laughs> and to this day, if I like a chick, but I look down on her hands, oh, like she man. has nubby it's fingernails, a big thing to me. Hands and Hand, feet are a big thing, to right? Me. And I remember reading this book on Sinatra, where it was like, "The first thing I notice about a, a, a lady is her hands. If they're manicured, she's a lady." Yeah,
2: disgusting. I mean, thank God it's not reversed because my hands, I look like Bobby Lee says I look like I have can opener thumbs. <laughs> 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 I gnaw. Me and Duplass, Mark Duplass, we bite our fingernails so bad. We have suicide. You always done I don't know it? what. Yep, I've done it for as long as I can. I mean, it's one of the last humongous vices that i have thank god but yeah i still do it i'm like oh god and then sometimes they have to do camera shots of like they bring in oh they see like texting it's always like a like check this fantasy update and i gotta like it's my fucking disgusting thumbs and we don't have anyone to step (laughs) in jim hansen film (laughs) looks like
1: it's attached to a muppet i'm
2: like Like, finally i'm like guys you're gonna have to start color correcting these things because my cuticles are just so gnawed off it's so bad. It's disgusting. I know it, but I'm like, what am I going to do? I Please quit smoking. I quit... Fingernails is the worst you do. I did the best I could, but
1: where was I going with that? We started off with the P Diddy story and hip hop, and now we're just just we're just letting the conversation go. What kind no, of kid so were you? Uh, I know I've met your brother. Mm-hmm. I met your sister. Your parents have to be beyond proud at the way you guys turned out. Three
2: extraordinarily different people on in many ways. But for but there's a definite you can see there's a thread. Whatever the thread is, there's a thread between the three of us, I think. Mm-hmm. It might even be just stubbornness. It might. Yeah. And whatever that issue that you believe passionately is, whatever the degree of what you believe it is, yeah. It might just be that. But we all are very similar. Yeah.
1: Well you're all great people and then you all also benefit society like you all are you're good people. Yeah. My are. sister has the hardest job,
2: I think, out of the three of us.
1: Although. And what <clears> does she do?
2: My sister's a special ed teacher. She teaches fifth grade special ed. That's amazing. Which is like the most ridiculous thing ever. Twice a year I try. And you know what? I haven't done it since I moved home, which is crazy. There are things that I haven't done that I did so many times when I just visited because it was a visit rather than living there. I know. But I, I what I would try to do is I would go read a... She would have these secret readers oh. in her class. Like I think it was like Friday. So she would have someone come in and she would give the kids clues all day long as to how she knew the person. So they would try to guess who the person was. That and then the person awesome. would come in and I would read a book. I get to pick my own book and bring it with me and read it. But, I mean, these kids are... They're high functioning, but God, they are just all over the place. Yeah, like, the of you patience. can't get through one or two pages before they're like, "Who are? What movie you been in?" <laughs> I mean, that's like it's. They go, "How much money did you make for that?" And like they they will ask questions. You're off top, and you're like, "That's I'm awesome." And I'm like looking at my sister, and she's just in the back. She's just like, "This, this is, is what, what I have is. to deal
1: with. This is what it is." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna set you up for this. I don't want this to sound like bored, bad morning radio. Like, uh, so steep. <laughs> How? Please share this. Please share this. Like I can't even look at you when I'm going to say this. Have your sister's skills in dealing with children of special needs ever benefited her? Maybe with dealing with other members of your family. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to say it, you don't have to. But I, sometimes when I get sad, I think it's stuff like this. And it makes me laugh. Well, here's
2: the good part. The good part is, is that, well, like I said, I've been, I was in LA for 10, 11 years and yeah. my brother was in, my brother is a priest. My brother's a priest. Amazing. He lives on Long Island now, but he lived at the Vatican and in, in Italy for most of the time that I was in LA That's or amazing. he was in college for most of that time. But my sister has been with my family, my parents. <laughs> for for the whole time. She really hasn't left for that long. She went to Hawaii for a year, but she's been there the whole time. Right. And she's seen my my parents, you know, she's been with them as they gotten older. <laughs> and my dad, I mean, he is he is one of the most beautiful people to communicate I with. He is joyful. He's he joy I love your dad. When my dad Make small talk like an art form. He loves
1: it. He can small talk you to death. I have no idea why he never ran for politics. It would have been. Like, maybe, I spent like two days with the Because he dad can't really
2: like, focus all his attention in one area. He just would have been like, if politics is just talking to people, I would have been the best politician ever. Yeah. But he, like, so they, there are times when he doesn't. Like, he doesn't understand, like, it's time to maybe wrap up a conversation. I'm the same way, yeah. Or, you know, like, people are kind of done. I do that, too. So, my sister uses her (laughs) skills (laughs) (laughs) in dealing with, you know, special ed children, children with special (laughs) needs on a daily basis with my dad. So, like, let's just say my dad is over my house while I'm not there when he knows I'm not home but talking to my wife just because he's bored and doesn't – and let's just say that's going on. And, like, she has given out multiple, multiple indicators to say, like, it's, I, have, I have a busy life. I've got two young sons that I have to look after and make sure are not destroying okay, I'll everything i for another are. cup of coffee if you're making it. If you're not
1: making it. It's a, what is that, Danish? Did you, did you interrupt the Danish? Okay. <laughs>
2: And let's just say my sister stops by and sees this. And my wife will never, ever say she will sit there until the cows come home. Tracy's a sweetheart. She is
0: the The sweetest.
2: But my sister will then try to convey to my dad, like, look, dad, what she's not saying is, <laughs> when what nobody's going to say, because it would be awkward, is that it's time for you to go home. It's time for you to leave this, this area. It's not nice what you're doing right now by being here. You're not hurting anyone, oh, but you God. just don't know the difference that you're not welcome at this point anymore, and that it's probably best if you just left. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> my dad's like, oh, okay. Well, look who breaks it down. <laughs> it's just so funny the first time you told me you're like my sister her voice can take a tone where it's comforting yet direct dad dad <laughs>
2: listen to me what tracy's never gonna say is it's time for you to leave it's and so you
1: fun. aren't truly a welcome guest at oh, this point God. Uh, <laughs> how great is it that now you are in the mix you live essentially a sitcom with your family Tracy's family your sister her kids your brother It really is like this will be a TV show and I just hope I get a staff writing job on how it. does it feel
0: it's all good baby, baby. Uh, it was all a dream
1: oh and yeah
0: every Saturday rap attack, Mr Magic Molly Mall.
1: So good. <laughs> Honestly, I used to love rap music, but when Biggie passed away, my It was it, different. Different. Just not the same. That was a glorious time.
2: <laughs> it I, was I, such I re- good music that it was okay for everybody just to be good, to be cool with it.
1: Yeah. Biggie was amazing. It was such a great time. Like, I remember when I was a kid, like, getting to see Michael Jordan in his prime, getting to see Mike Tyson in his prime, getting to see the birth of hip-hop. It was a great, great I never time. saw Jordan play on the Bulls. I only saw him play on the f- fucking Wizards. I saw him play live on the Bulls. I got the tickets. My dad's like, oh, you think this guy's hot shit? <laughs> <laughs> Will Chamberlain would have put him at his place. And... The only tickets they had left, I went to like, you remember Ticketmaster and you could go to like a video tape store and buy tickets? Oh
2: yeah, that, those were the, that's where the places where the Ticketmasters were. Yes. There was no, there was no online then. No online. You had, and brokers would send people down Get there to wait and online scoop and, them all and all scoop
1: up. them all up, yeah. And the only, t- my, I was sitting in the row in front of my dad and my Club dad's. Video had one of them in St. James. Exactly. <laughs> they had God. a Ticketmaster in the back. What a different experience it was just getting
2: concert tickets. I bought Janet Jackson tickets at the club video. That's fantastic. I saw her the three control, times. Control.
1: <laughs> yeah, how many times did you see Janet Jackson? Three
2: separate occasions. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> three different tours. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Uh, what was the best concert you ever saw? What was your first concert? Um b- 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 my
2: first concert was billy joel
1: <laughs> oh that's a that's a strong first concert, yeah, how long do you think oh, you know what so Billy Joel's playing your backyard parties and Billy
2: that. Joel's the first one that I ever got like tickets and went to. I got kidnapped at to go to a concert one time.
1: What do you mean? <clears throat> I worked
2: at a place called Hitherbrook Nursery. My mom get made me get a job at like seventh grade, okay, so on I got a job at this nursery that was like plants and stuff. And my job basically, because my mom knew the owner very well, mm-hmm. and my job was to carry the stuff out, to, like the heavy shit, like bags of mulch, mulch and, and peat moss and shit out okay. to old ladies' cars. Did you and... carry that stuff as a 12-year-old? They didn't gas me. They just threw it on my back. Oh, my God. For years, I did this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, like they made me. They just, you know, I just did it, like on Saturday. Or you could like wheel out the ba- wheel out. They had
1: like red yeah, carts. Yeah, I can never get those carts to not go. Wobble, and it was and a gravel, one
2: of those gravel places. You know, gravel. Uh, all dr- the little stones and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's what like the whole fucking parking lot was like. Oh my god! So this was Saturday and Sunday. I did this job. So, but we got paid off the books. And this is like I'm seventh grade. So this is like 1990. This is early 90s. 91, 92, 93. Hmm. Um. And then uh, and then we got paid off the books. Great, like seven bucks an hour. Uh, that that That's was a huge. lot of money. So there was one day, and it was all me and all college kids. Like college kids during the summer would come back, and the, all the same crew would come back and work there. That's cool. The tax people were coming to look at something. I don't know what happened, but the, he was like, the guy that owned it was like, you're getting paid for the day, but you cannot come here. You can't work. You're not going to be seen working here. Only the people on the books have to work that day. Okay. But you get a paid day off. My mom dropped me off, and the college kids that worked there scoop me up and take me to Paul Simon in
1: Central Park. In seventh grade. This is
2: eighth, se- grade? eighth grade now. Oh, my God. Eighth grade, Paul Simon in Central Park for the day. Go to the concert. Hang out there all day long. Had a beer. Didn't get drunk. People were smoking grass around me. <laughs> wow. And dropped me back off at 5 o'clock like nothing ever happened. My mom picked me up. That's I was exhausted, a movie, dude.
1: Exhausted. From just having so much fun.
2: Just from being part of the crew. You know, because all day long you have that, that tension of like, I, I don't know Like I'm all in at this point And whatever I don't know what's around The next corner We can get into God forbid a car accident And
1: I'll have to explain To people why I'm here Like Yep You're pushing in the city So your heart Is like double The whole day you're, Dude I have that bit Where almost getting in trouble Is fun Like when you're a kid Doing something That you're not supposed to do It makes it a little bit yeah. more fun Yeah
2: That was a big day Where I was not supposed to do What I was doing But Paul Simon It was great I didn't know Paul Simon Or I wasn't like a Paul Simon fan or anything Did was he just, play the
1: Simon Garfunkel stuff too?
2: I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I like his stuff now, but I wasn't. I I wasn't. You know, I wasn't like one of those huge music yeah, yeah. guys well, plus back you're then.
1: Twelve, thirteen years old. Yeah, it's just like I'm going to Central Park. I'm going to drink a beer. I'm hanging out with cool older kids. Here we go. That's awesome. I remember when I was a kid. Just somebody that was. When I was a kid, nobody was cooler than me than teenagers. Kids that were just like five, six, seven, eight years older than me was like oh my god that's what cool is yeah because i knew the difference between kids and grown-ups and teenagers were somewhere in between and i was just like they get it they're cool
2: yeah i mean i was always friends with people that were a little bit older than me in my neighborhood there weren't a lot of boys in my neighborhood and the boys were a little bit older mm-hmm. brian fletcher was like two years older Using the skateboard, so I got into skateboard for a little bit. I never really got on the skateboard, but I got into, like, the whole...
0: There yeah, it was around Nirvana,
2: too, so that was a big thing happening.
1: Yep. You know? Um, so the, when you were, like, uh, 12 or 13, was there ever any, like, teenagers having their keg parties in their house? And you're that like, what's for me? going on at the Drott's house or anything like that?
2: Um, yeah, well, there weren't many older, older kids, like, way older than us. In our neighborhood We were okay. all within like two years of each other That had to be fun That was good But as we got older Then you just knew Like two years out You were like and The keg is going on And you wish you could go But
1: you knew you were still two years away From being yes. invited to that party If the older brother was having it Yes I remember my neighborhood had one of those When I was like in eighth or ninth grade And it was the scene I think I was in eighth grade My older brother was in seventh But these kids that Just knew us as like little neighborhood kids. Mm -hmm. Their parents weren't there. And that was the first time we were ever at like a keg party. It was glorious. We didn't have enough money. We're chipping in to buy a cup. Was this playing? (laughs) Did Hova play that when you saw him at the garden? Yep. And it was his
2: birthday. He was wearing a bulletproof vest. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's ridiculous. A white t-shirt and like a blue bulletproof vest. Dude, I will say this. Some dude next to me had the biggest dreadlocks ever, and he would whip his head around, and his dreadlocks kept hitting me in the back of the head, and I didn't say a word the whole time. I was in misery. My back of my head was like numb. (laughs) It's like sandpaper.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I remember going to the concerts and stuff for the first time, and it's like the first time you saw human oddities. Cause like when I grew up in the suburbs I'm like you know, Everybody's kind of the same Yeah You think people are Then you go to a concert It's like There's a white guy with dreadlocks There's somebody with one leg There's this There's that It was like Chaos Was there ever a moment of just pure fear Like getting back to like that time In the uh, Central Park Where you're like I'm fucked
2: Yeah Yeah I got a cough for Oh There was uh, One time I with, Was with Brian Fletcher That guy I mentioned before It's <laughs> a and great name uh, they are you know our where i grew up there all the houses it's like squares so all the squares are the same size you know all the blocks yes. are the same size it's yes. like 5th street and 3rd avenue and they're all the squares well there was like an undeveloped sc- half of square that kids made bike trails through so if you had a bike oh, you could yeah. go through the bike trails and shit so we had to be i don't know i was probably in ninth grade t- mm-hmm. maybe going into 10th that summer mm-hmm. and He told his mom that he was going to sleep in my house and I told my mom I was sleeping at his house and we were going to, we made a tent, got a tent in the, in the trails and we were going to just fucking hang out and we made a fire the best and we made a fire and we put it out the whole thing. We had a very controlled fire (laughs) and put it out, Got into the tent. All of a sudden we hear the fire trucks coming. Oh no come and come and come and I'm like oh boy and I'm getting my heart starting to race and we're yeah. thinking it's not a problem it's just you know and then they pull right up to where we are oh dear god and my dad is a volunteer <laughs> fireman oh, no. and that's what's going on in my head i'm like oh my god it's gonna be him now thank god it was 11:45 at night and i know that my dad had a very strict rule and he didn't get out of bed after eleven. it's <laughs> like you know what whatever happens in the night that's not my shift you know
1: like <laughs> <laughs> fantastic my so, favorite person
2: but i heard the so the, the firemen come into the woods but these are all the people that like as soon as they would see me so i'm petrified petrified yeah. and they spray a little water on the thing. They never opened up the thing. They were like, "All right, we got it, guys. All right, just make sure and keep these fires under control. You're not supposed to be in here, right?" Everyone they were cool. Didn't open it up. To, didn't see to look to see who we were or anything like that. Just left
1: it alone. and Walked back. Oh, crazy that's cool. Crazy. Did you guys crazy. like have your BMX bikes next to the tents or something? We had our
2: stuff behind. Yeah. Yeah. So they knew it was kids. Yeah. They knew Having it was the kids. Best night of their life. Yep. They didn't smell anything or anything like that. We had no pot or anything like that. Yeah, because it's that age right before. It's right before pot. Brian Fletcher,
1: Fletcher's the first guy I smoked pot with too. I think that's some of the best years of my life. Were like those years right before. There was an too much pressure to be cool. Does that make yeah.
2: any sense? He was. I was. I felt because he was like a little different. Like he was like skater and a little different than most of the other people. So I was yeah. like. I could feel like I'd be fine around him, and then he sort of handed me off to my buddies, who are like now my best friends. Like once I hit Smithtown High School, Mm -hmm. I was like met those guys, and I was like, "All right, these guys." I became your crew. Yeah, I make them laugh, and that's how I fit in. I'm the Murdoch.
1: Yes, always (laughs) in every a team, I've always been the Murdoch. Yeah, always. So that's fine. You know, I didn't even realize making people laugh was cool up until. I don't know a year ago (laughs) like I didn't even think there was anything to it like I was always like oh I'd like to be BA or Hannibal but now I'm like you know making people laugh is a pretty great thing yeah it's the only reason I've ever had friends just keep the laughs going man
2: yeah that's a
1: tough thing though
2: you know sometimes you just don't feel funny
1: Are you going to pick a sad song now? I see your eyes lighting up, playing DJ I'm not picking any song. This is
2: literally the Pandora that I had on before, and I just look at the song, and I put the music up when it's on.
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
2: All these songs have just been...
1: Pandora's fantastic.
2: Yeah, it is. I don't do the plus. Maybe I should do it, but I'm in every group. How many groups do I have to be in? Right. I'm in the Netflix, (laughs) Hulu, the HBO Go. Yeah. I mean I love Pandora but it's like I can listen to a 10 second commercial every Me 3 4 songs. I'm fine Absolutely. with that. Absolutely. I'm cool with that too. What do I got to spend another 3.99 for? I agree. You know? And it's you know, it's probably the cheapest thing that I'll I waste more money than on that than that doing a lot of other things.
1: God, do you remember how much money music used to cost?
2: I mean, I guess CDs were like what eleven ninety nine or sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, I, I remember, remember when they were they like new eighteen releases. bucks, nineteen yeah.
1: bucks for the new ones. Those were the years that they made the money. Yep, they made a lot of money, tons. I remember even before technology caught up with it, I stopped buying new music because I was always so frustrated with going. Okay, I'm going to get this album, and there'd be like two good songs on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just spent twenty bucks. There's ten tracks on here, and one of them I'll listen to a lot. Yeah. And two or three I'll listen to it all Do you remember Your first album
2: Yeah Don't even ask me oh, that. Please
1: What was it It was a single Was it a, it cassette, was a single? Yep,
2: cassette single Yep Two sided Cassette single Belinda Carlisle's Circle in the sand <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was on a road trip with my family to North Carolina It was a sensitive time <laughs> in my, uh, And I remember, you know, it was like one of those first trips Where I was like, I don't want to be with you guys anymore Oh, I think and that's I one like, of the best things to I'm gonna see I'm going to take my money and buy the kind of music I want <laughs> <laughs> It's so great One of my favorite so it's things like We obviously. had a tape player and my mom would listen to Ann Murray
1: Oh, that's you such know, a great mom time. artist. <laughs> so great. My dad had the Anne Mary album. My dad wanted and to listen. he put it on the organ. Sinatra <laughs> or Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> and then I just wanted to listen to Belinda Carlisle's Circle in the Sand. Oh, that's so funny. I think that's another glorious point in life. We're at that age where it's like, I'm starting to assert myself. And yeah, this is who I am, is, and whether you, you like it what? or not. <laughs>
2: I don't mind if we listen to mo- the majority of your music, but once in a while, can we work in a little can we listen <laughs> to some feminine, <laughs> feminine protest songs? <laughs> can we get some indigo girls?
0: So great,
1: God! Dude, when we were hanging out with Ramon today, the local comic, super cool. He's playing all this cool kid music. Yeah, that's when I knew I was like, I'm getting kind of old. I don't know who any of these people are. Oh no, no. And then that's the thing though. It's also I'm like, I can't
2: it's almost like a box. that's too big to open. I'm like, why I can't even open the box. I'll find the stuff that I like that's cool. I'll f i will I get the I get stuff that I'm like, okay, I know this is somewhat of a new band. You know, if they're on SNL or something like that, it may yeah. not be the thing. but I'll I'll figure out. I who think you
1: Pandora's are. great for that because, because they're great. like, you, like, might oh, like you might and like I'm this. And like, I'm like, I, I do like
2: this. But I can't go I mean, how you have to you have to spend hours to go out and find the stuff now you would have to spend an hour to go out at least and find what some of these even local
1: rappers are doing yeah No, it would take a, that's a full time just it was keeping up too but i'm like i just you know i'm not that's a full time job just yeah. keeping up with what's new and what's out there like there's apps for my iphone i'm like what what's that do It would take a full time commitment to I just take advantage of everything i
2: have a spaceship in front of me this this computer is the fucking fastest thing in the world it's amazing and i don't you probably use 11% of what its capabilities are. Yeah. Which is still 100% of what my brain is.
1: <laughs> I think technology right now is, it's fu- it feels like the future. Like something like an iPod, to me, is, I, Like that's stuff I would think about when I was 11. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. You can have every song that's ever created and carry it around with you.
2: you no, know, I was always behind. I was always like, they, the disc man, I was always the, like the like, Everybody had a discman. I'm like, well, let's see how this thing plays out. You know, like, <laughs> right. let's see if these things really. Let's see. I saw my I yellow sportsman like, walkman. Walk walkman was the same thing. Everyone bought the ear, the ear ones that went into your ears, like yep. the yellow ones that came down. Yeah, and you still had the phone. Like, you know what? I don't. Those are comfortable. Circles. I don't know if I want things shoved in my fucking ears. So I was. I would always kind of. I would always want like to see how it was playing out.
1: I think that's smart, though. Yeah.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Cause, Cause you never did. know. I remember people that had like, but now I'm the opposite. Now I'm like, just give me
1: the new thing. Yeah. Well, because it changes so fast now, too. Yeah. God. I remember the the Mary's down the street. They had the laser disc player. They were like before DVDs. Mm-hmm. They came out at the same time. You had VHS and Betamax VHS, and then as soon as VHS pretty much took over, and everybody had VHS, they had this thing called laser discs. That were essentially DVDs, I remember they were just big but they were gigantic.
2: Yeah, they were the size of records. Exactly. And yeah. they had
1: one of those, but then it was like they got fucked because yeah, they, they would... stopped making those after three months. I know.
2: Um, my dad, I remember, I remember vividly driving back from with our first VCR.
1: The best, right? Yeah. Where did you guys get it from? We got ours at Sears, I think. Uh,
2: my mom worked at Macy's. She was in the shoe department. Nice. So we got a discount at Macy's for employee discount. So I think we got it there.
1: That's so remember awesome. Remember
2: when we picked it up at like the mate you have to pick it up like a Macy's, like that special area where you pick up bigger boxes. Yes. Oh my
1: <laughs> God. That was such a great feeling. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to, and they like the salesman would give you like a slip. Yeah. Good thing. Go around the thing and go to the the, the shipping part. Yeah. Macy's yeah. had that. J.C. JCPenney had that. Sears. That's my like, oh shit, we're the, getting something good.
2: My dad would work at the bus company during the day and my mom would be home during the day and then she would go to like the shoe, She she sold shoes from like five to nine. That's awesome. A couple days a week, when we were like kids, kids, and my dad would play. We would play hide and seek, and one time he hid in a toy chest. Your dad did. And then we he we needed our help getting <laughs> <him> get out. <laughs> it out. <was like, laughs> it was our first moment of like what he was gonna look like in a coffin. Oh Jesus! Don't
1: say him. that. Oh, that's awful. I can't even laugh. Dude,
2: hide and go could seek. You, could you help me? We were trying to get leverage. We were, we were, oh, dude,
1: we were taking How'd all read. three of us. Less than, total weight was less than half of what he weighed. <laughs> we used to have to help my dad take my dad in the 80s. Lo- for whatever reason, he was like a big Burt Reynolds fan. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know if it was Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, no. They all or- loved Lonnie Anderson. That's why. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But he also grew up like watching John Wayne. Like My dad loved Cowboys. He'd be like, oh, this is a Steve Mix picture. This is gonna be phenomenal. (laughs) So he'd wear cowboy boots. He loved them. (laughs) But he didn't have the flexibility to be able to take off his own boots. Oh my god. So that was a big thing. (laughs) He'd lay down a bed and be like, he'd clap for me and my little brother like we were trained dogs. Be like, hey, little buddies. It's time to take off dad's boots. He had us convinced for like, from like ages like six through nine. I thought that was fun. We're like, yay! And my little brother, be like, I'm gonna get his off first. I'm gonna get mine off first. Would be yanking on his legs to take the oh, cowboy the boots smell off too. Oh, because oh. he would he wore those seventy style yes. like black Thin socks, black socks with like the gold and toe that absorbed no sweat. Dell, the Dell Griffith, <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> like, oh. My dogs are broken. You opened barking the package
2: and, the, and it smelled from the moment you put them, like you didn't <laughs> even put them on Smell your phone. smelled like yet.
1: broken dreams. <laughs> like, I gotta go work a job I hate so my fat kids oh, can break God, my balls at the dinner the
2: worst. table. The worst. I swore I was like, I'll never put those socks on. Uh, my mom
1: would buy those for me for Catholic school because I would have to wear penny loafers. The worst. I remember just being so depressed my first cubicle. Like after I graduated from college, I was completely miserable. And putting on those shitty black socks, I had a pair of like Bobo wingtips. I was like, I can't believe I have to wear these every day. Yep. Oh my God. I only did like a year and a half in corporate America. But to me, it still seemed like I'll still have nightmares every once in a while. where like either I wake up and I'm still there. Or like I have to go back and start working there again. That's my, I, I don't, I don't. I have those, like those nightmares. I
2: have those, like I don't have That's those cool. nightmares. I have those daymares. Yeah. I have those thoughts during the day. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what would I, you know, I don't know. I mean, no matter how successful you get, I don't know. I What, what skills would I possibly offer a regular working environment? I don't environment?
1: know. I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm. Um,
2: remember, I guess. I would about, have to be one of those guys that like went to ribbon cuttings at like new,
1: car dealerships. uh, Kenny Powers. Yeah. Kenny Powers style. That's (laughs) what I would have to do. Thank God. The show's successful. You're like, if you don't mess up, I'm not saying that you're going to be richy rich for the rest of your life, but it's like, you're okay. You're good. You do a couple more seasons on that. Hopefully. Yes. You keep on, you got your first comedy central special coming out. You killed that. You develop new material. You sold out these shows this weekend. You'll always have stand up, take care of your fans. Like you do. It's always there. That's got to be a great feeling. Yes, but the fear is still there.
2: I don't know why. I don't know why it's still there. It just I feel like it can all just
1: always just go away. Yeah. You got to get over that. You got to trust. I hope. Got to trust. Cuz at least cuz here's the thing it's like if you have that fear every day I'm like I every once in a while like I'll log on a Craigslist and I'm like let's just say you quit today. You quit comedy today. What are you gonna do? And then, like, I have these deep. Pat- I'm like, I don't know what I have. No tangible life skills. Mine would always be like a civil job, but now because
2: of my age, I don't think I could get a civil job. I couldn't. I'm too old. And I don't couldn't know.
1: Could be a cop. My God. I remember I used to drink with uh, some retired cops back in Philly. Not drink. I worked. They were coworkers. They were great. But every once in a while, we go out for like a beer and sandwiches and stuff. And I left when I was I left Philly when I was 27 And they were like Look If it doesn't work out By the time you're 30 Give us a call And we'll make sure You get a job <laughs> now, now Now this would be like A bad Kevin James comedy <laughs> Like me showing up <laughs> We said 30 <laughs> Exactly <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm blasting biggie thinking i'm cool no i am 30 it's like, 30. <laughs> it's like uh, billy madison <laughs>
2: stroke me stroke me what do 30 year olds talk about you know
1: hey, hey, hey. is that kevin from the league that's a 30 year olds talk about oh it all goes by so fast
2: oh man i would never although i think i would be a probably a pretty good under, undercover detective although my wife says it's there's no way
1: I would be shot the first day oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot have anything with any responsibility <laughs> he's walking in now like if I I couldn't do it I don't know I don't <laughs> know what I would do like I sometimes think like I could be good at sales maybe. I don't know
2: yeah that I mean I guess I guess if I'm going to lean in a direction that's probably the direction I'm going to go in but know. I mean, God Almighty! If I had a real, if that's I had why. a really, if I had to do that now, I mean, not that I don't really do it anyway in a certain manner, and but it, if I had to go to a, a guy and tell him about a thing that I have, that
1: look, if you believe in it, I hope that's, that I—that's great. But when I worked in that world, they would, they would encourage us. maybe misrepresents the word like i remember like doing telesales it was awful and i had a trainer listening with me he, he puts the guy on hold he's like just take out the paperwork that's a sale i'm like the guy just wants to look at it good enough it's good enough and i'm like oh my god i can't do this to people Yep, i can't do it yeah that's a well yeah i you know what dude i think about those people like when we do these shows and like we're in the back laughing or whatever. And then I'm like, I don't want to do the whole Kogan bit one more time. I never want to hear it one more time. But then I think about all the people that took their hard-earned money. This is their one night off. Like, remember that lady? She was like, we got the babysitter. Remember the, the husband goes, uh-oh, my wife's a talker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when she was like, we got the babysitter. She's, She's our only night out this. She's talking to me. Yeah, but th- that's a big thing. It's a big thing. And for I night think out. about these people like every day they work a job that I know I I'm not strong enough to do. So let me just thank Jesus that I'm able to go out there and tell stories about eating pizza when I was nine years old and get people, get people to pay attention.
2: I know. I, that's how I feel. I'm like, Oh my God, please,
1: please just listen to me.
2: Otherwise I have nothing else. My God.
1: If you couldn't like in a dream scenario, what would you want to do other than, Acting writing and stand up Like I'm not saying With your Current skill set like if you could have any Other skill set well, what do you think would be a great Job
2: um, Oh with the uh, oh, wait, Are you
1: asking me if do I want
2: to do something Else in the entertainment or no anything Whatever like if
1: if you Couldn't be who you are now But you were given different talents like I firmly believe everybody's given different talents mm-hmm. To share with the world
2: no am I giving My talents that I have now no what talents am I given?
1: Whatever you want.
2: Oh, what do I what Yeah, oh. do not like dream jobs. Man, I mean I look at like architecture, like I feel like I would have a better shot at putting a brain back together than building a A bridge that someone could functionally drive across
1: isn't that amazing people now Let me tell you
2: something by no means do I think I could do either of those things and on any level whatsoever Mm -hmm. But I would think I would if I had a bet on myself I feel like I'd have a better shot of doing that than than building something that would actually I have no idea how any of that stuff works I
1: get amazed like one of my favorite people in LA is my my car. So old. (laughs) one of my favorite people in LA is my mechanic this guy, Jimmy, he's probably like 50 years old from Thailand. He's fantastic. And I just watch what like a mechanic can do with a car, and I'm just amazed by it. I'm like, thank God people like you exist because I don't know. Yeah. I put a, I put a car battery in once. I felt like <laughs> I was the king of the world. I changed my tire one
2: time by myself.
1: Feels good, right?
2: Yeah, I had to YouTube it. Yep. YouTube's my, amazing for my all my that iPhone, stuff. But I did it myself. Yep. Um, and that felt good. I was never a guy. My dad's into cars, you know,
1: but I just, you know, was not... My grandfather was a mechanic. My dad knows what's going on. I don't... Now now ask him this. Now ask him... And it gets to the point where I just go, all right, and I don't even listen.
2: Like, I'm so bad with cars, I have no idea, like, oh, do brakes need to get done every 3,000 miles or every... So if you say that to a person, a mechanic, all they see is multiple money signs flying in their face... So already, so that's why I don't say anything. Yeah. And I never want to learn, and I don't want to know anymore. I just want someone to to help me with it and do it for me. You're like Howard Stern, where he's like, look, this is
1: what I'm good at, and then I pay people to handle this stuff.
2: Some of that other stuff, yes, I can't. I mean, yeah. I'd like to learn, and I'd like to know. I would love to learn that stuff. Um, and I feel like I have time to do that. I have people in my life that do that. So if I ever wanted to say, like, hey, in the next two weeks, I'm off. I'm going to watch you but I can't ask someone else in my
1: life to teach me how to fix cars. He right. also
2: has a. Another- <laughs> right, that's like yeah. somebody
1: going to teach me how to do stand up. You are like, I would love to, but it's like, are you going to come on the road with me? Or are you going to? I know. The other
2: day, I bought a sliding. We lost our our screen door, mm-hmm. so I bought a new one, and I was like, okay, what well, I can, and I read the directions, and I put it, <clears throat> I go to put it on, and it's not working. It's not doing what I think it's gonna do or what it's supposed to do and finally I just go you know I, I feel I can't fucking do <laughs> like, what's his face in a breakfast club when he's trying to get the elephant yeah, lamp just to work I <laughs> can't do anything and my wife was just like you know what it's not a big deal it's just not you know this is not something and I'm like how would you feel if every time you wanted to cook something you had to call my mom yeah. or my sister I'm like it sucks because I'm like her dad will do it this weekend yeah you know, or my brother-in-law, old well, I've done it. You know, and it's like fuck me. I know, I'm such an idiot. I read the instructions.
1: I'm a smart, a reasonably smart person. I took woodshop for like three years in high school, and the only thing I could make was cutting boards, and I made a case once for my baseball cards. The but it took me six are very,
2: months. Mostly very vague. They're not specific. Oh, and they, yeah. they make a lot of assumptions. I have to say, you know, maybe there's a level that, of a class that I missed. I feel like when I was in college, I was good at. There was a year period where I was going to become a
1: chiropractor. Yeah, cha ching. Yeah, the way. I was like,
2: that's it. That's where the money is. So I yeah. took, started taking science classes. I took organic chemistry. Oh, without that's
1: the Al class. You take organic chemistry it was like one and hour oh,
2: labs every day. I was like, this sucks. And then my teacher was like, would you get organic chemistry one? I'm like, I didn't take it. He's like, you're lucky you got a 30 on this this test. Yeah, that's amazing. So I feel like I missed a class in something along the lines of being able to read the instructions and just putting the things together, making certain assumptions that are out there. I don't know them.
1: I I pitched a TV show once that was called Man Skills, where it's like every week I would learn to go do stuff like that. Like a thing a guy does. Yeah. That'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Jay-Z again? I had no idea hip-hop was going to get this big. Like, I loved it. Because I was afraid to listen to heavy metal. Because I thought it would make me worship the devil. My older brother listened to it. And I was like, that's why he's so mean. But now it's like that's all kids listen to. It's like I almost feel like rock and roll is like when I used to see like people talk about jazz when I was a little kid. Like these when I went to the Van Halen concert last year, when we went five years ago, it was pretty mixed. When I went last year, there was nobody really that young there. No. It was kids, like kids with their parents. But there's no eighteen year olds. No. It's weird.
2: They're listening to this stuff now. Mm-hmm. DJs and DJs fucking
1: Crazy. DJs do huge concerts. Yeah, and they don't even have turntables. I'm like, what? They're just hitting a play button on their computer. Yeah. I don't get it. All right. I know you have an early flight tomorrow. It's been super fun.
2: It has been fun.
1: It goes by fast. Like life. It's been a good weekend.
2: Yeah, it's been a great weekend.
1: When are you going to be back out in LA?
2: A couple weeks. I'm going to come out for, um, I'm doing the parlor live in Seattle. Seattle. Nice. And then the following weekend is uh, Justin's
1: wedding. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be a good time.
2: In that week in between, I'll stay down in LA. Perfect. All
1: right, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for hanging out. No,
2: thank you. Thank you.
1: He's the best, right? How great to run is easy. I was just talking to Lee. Our intro on this episode was like 22 minutes, Uh, that was really long. but we had fun and it went by fast and i hope you enjoyed the episode with renazizi you can find him uh his website is steve r-a-n-n-a-z-z-i-s-i.com steve renazizi uh and that's his twitter as well i believe uh what's his
0: twitter handle i'll find it for you
1: and i think his website also he used to also have a website i think it was called Who.com. But definitely find him on Twitter. Find me on Twitter. It's uh, at
0: yeah, It's just steverenazzizzi.com and the same thing on Twitter.
1: That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, and also thank you guys so much for all of the uh, positive feedback you've been putting up on Stitcher and iTunes. That means the world to me, and that really, really does help me out. And uh, next weekend, the last weekend in March, I'll be at the Cleveland Improv opening up for Paulie Shore. So uh, that should be a fun show, dude. It's another ridiculous thing that I became friends with that guy. Um, my website's awesomesteve.com. It's got my Twitter, it's got my Facebook. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have an unbelievable week. And I think I'm gonna try to get my my guest for next week, I'm really gonna try to get him, is Ryan Sickler, one of the funniest comedians I know, and he has a great podcast called uh, The Crab Feast with that he co-hosts with Jay Larson, and those guys were really instrumental. Into getting me into podcasting, they're awesome dudes. And oh, another podcast, Roddy Roddy Piper is going to start doing his podcast again, and I hope to to get on there and help him out with that. So, um, a lot of cool stuff coming up, guys. Thank you so much for your support. God bless you. Have a great week, and uh, let's look for the good times every day. There's something to celebrate. Take care.